0: with an inch of your life, just with an inch of that knife, don't you know, it's just a seduction device, don't you know, it's just a cry, a seduction device, device. It's just not right. I guess it looks like a knife It's something I don't know I feel quite right I'm within an angel, but taking your life And you sit in your hype and you're not right You sit in your tight and you're waiting at night And you say good night It is the only delight But I say I'm gonna take on Lie. Just another dirty guy, just another dirty guy, sure I'm a shorty, but I got the hype. This is Sam
1: Like a Ghost, and we're talking about the track, um, seduction device. Which is a track that we um we wrote a while back and it's kind of uh uh a, a jam session that we did and we just did this kind of stream of consciousness uh lyrics where josephine uh confronts uh a, a, a serial killer or somebody who's um you know, a violent felon who's uh you know going after women with a with a night been calling it a seduction like a six inch stiletto and Josephine because she's a phantom and she's kind of like you know somewhat of a superhero in a way because she can be you know material and immaterial, ethereal and non ethereal and uh, this guy doesn't know that he, he thinks he can, can uh, attack Josephine and so he she, she finds this guy and he's and act like, you know, it's a seduction device and she should just give up everything to him. And she basically says, you know, she's got to take him within the end of his life gonna put the lightning straight through him. And it's, um, it was a strange song it just kind of came out of this idea that Josephine had, um, had a couple of songs where she had gone after people and kind of made felons pay. She had a song where she went after this rich, uh, aristocratic CEO back at the beginning of our uh career when we were working on something wicked, we had a song that we didn't put on any album, but we had a song where she was basically uh, you know, kind of uh, lured a CEO that was a uh, like a violent uh misogynist and uh kind of left him in his hotel room naked with like let's take on him saying that he's a he was like a pedophile. And he was a criminal. So we took the idea that well, Joseph's gonna do this again with this other person, like a serial killer, and uh, and then see where it goes. We kind of just had this concept, and then we were able to um, do some interesting stuff with our with our mode and um, we we basically used a moe ddam we had just gotten, it and we. Basically, just focus on the kick drum, and then we build uh, a groove around it, and uh, we just let it go, and uh, kind of just let Joe screen. We we got, with Joe Scale electric, we we, we kind of treat it like a, we're into an actor, um, you know, playing a role, and we just kind of go into this method acting uh, concept. Of, of thinking, I show you know, Josephine's a dominatrix, Josephine's the lead singer of a band full of ghosts. She's kind of supernatural, and then she go in and out of this world. And you know, she can but uh, what she says, she can take lightning straight through. She can kind of channel lightning to people because she's you know, Electric. So she has this ability to use electricity to, to, are like, you know, attack people, but also she's like with their band, like Ghosts, ghost because. We use the synthesizers and, you know, controls voltage, so, like she is kind of at home with synthesizers because she feels them, and sometimes she kind of talks about synthesizers as being sexual partners because she can communicate them through her ability to channel electricity. So then, you know, sometimes she talked about, you know, putting the CD in, in a sexual way just because she's electric and these like, of she can communicate with them in that way. And that they can have, like, electronic computer machine love, which we've talked about in the song and it'll never last. you got the bad, like, you know, machine love not Why? lie. Um, it, it's this idea that she, she really can make a load to machine because she gets drawn into subtractive synthesis, she gets drawn into the whole concept. And uh you sure feel this song is um another old song that we've kind of brought back and remastered uh and we're gonna we're, we're gonna release it, and we've actually put it on schedule with Bentley. and uh you know it's just it's just a lot of times sometimes we come up with new ideas a lot of times i like, like I said we need the Teenage Engineering doing said come up with new concepts and bring them into our workflow. But this one's all Moog, all Roland, Archeria, um, our typical tools. We're very interested again in um, you know, the mode, uh matrix, And we keep on going back and forth between like the Matriarch, the System A, the UDO Super 6, um, in terms of getting another set. And we'd love to get, we really want to get another poly set, kind of like a Prophet or like a Moog 1, but that we can't afford a Profit XL, we can't afford a Rope 1. We could probably afford a UDO uh, Super 6, but that's not even out. So the other alternative would be um, the Roland System 8, which we've been looking at for like three years. We actually played one in Boston when it first came out and we we're very impressed with it. Uh, we just would like Roland to like deep it up. We'd be kind of waiting and seeing if Would Roland ever uh you know extend uh eight give it a give it a 61 key keyboard you know velocity sensitivity give it a little more heft you know uh you know give it more of the form of a juno 106 or a jupiter 8 you know make it have a little more heft now, i know they've tried to make a lightweight and i have a juno that had kind of like a ti and they've changed the way they build their sense the 106 but it would be really cool if they would um beef it up because it's a really good synth and it probably doesn't get the, the props you should get because it doesn't have 61 keys it's not built like the Juno not even built like the FAO8. I think it's probably because Aria did it and uh, they're trying to do it in a different way but it's such a good technology and such a capable synth that if it would be extended to a bigger keyboard a little more heavy, and maybe like I talked about 16 voices um, on, on all of those instruments, which is probably a big, big task to do that. they weren't designed to do that, so you'd have to do a lot of work. But it's been a bunch of years since it's come out. We haven't seen a new synth from Roland since. Like, the only thing we saw was, like, a Roland accent, which is a really cool synth. But it's, um, it's menu system, and the connectivity tim- 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 is kind of, like, not up to modern standards. So we're kind of like, okay. But it's a keyboard. it's pretty cool, and I've, I've always wanted a keyboard. But I've talked about before that people seem to be more impressed with me playing my board um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a stand and I do on a guitar sound. Then, actually, if I was wearing it, I get laughed at compared to actually playing it as a keyboard because people don't expect a guitar to be coming out of uh, a keyboard that's like sitting on a stand. Uh, but when they see you on a guitar, they expect you going to be trying to do that, and then they're like, well, why don't you just play guitar? So, I think sometimes, like, a presentation of the guitar might not work for certain audiences, and the keyboard actually has a better appeal. Which I <laughs> but either way, I mean, as a keyboard, you always want a guitar. But we, I understand the impact of a, it might be a negative impact compared to what I thought it would be. But the whole idea of the guitar is to get the keyboards to front an audience. audience. We see people like Kirby Hancock you know, do it and some other artists do it to kind of get in front of people. It does allow you to do what the guitarist does, it gets you to allow it, but you don't want to do the T-Rex hand. Like when you have to play two hands, it's better put it back on stand. If um, you are going to do, it. But, the problem, but a lot of things I do with the guitar that allow me to sound like the guitar that actually use two hands on the you Juno know, to do a lot of cool things. And some things you can't do on the guitar because then I can do chords in one hand and melody in the other. And Hendrix could do that he would kind of use his thumb to, to put down like a couple of strings and then play melodies and get two sounds coming out. I think Steve Ray Vaughn can do that. Some guitar players can kind of play like a piano player because they put a lot of effort into it. But um, yeah, that's the problem. is the kind of T-Rex hands that you go in that method. You, know, you, you kind of get yourself in trouble a little bit with the audience. Because they, you got kind of to get laughed out the room. So again, the other alternative is uh, it's a Matriarch, which is a paraphonics from Moog, and, and it's, I think it hasn't fully been released yet. We saw Loop Pop do an awesome review, and we'll waiting for the Sweetwater review and some of the other reviews. But it just looks like that is like what I've been looking for. You know, even though it only has 4 note polyphony, but it has 4 oscillators, you can do it an LFO. You can, probably, you can turn one of the LFOs to another oscillator the second LFO so I don't know if you can actually get six oscillators out of this thing or not. Um, but the fact that it has a, really, a polyphonic sequencer. It, it's got like over ninety modulation points of CV. and it has a really good key bed. Um so it's probably the best keyboard I have uh, in terms of uh you know keyboards and then I the many capabilities of it. So I've been leaning towards Make me, sure, because it's got the right price. I mean, two thousand dollars. What that is, and what it can do in terms of like having like a CPT mixer in it, a nine eleven module, I think the nine ten module, and then a, a, a full uh, analog reverb. Now the one thing is that kind of disappointed is it doesn't have the spring reverb from the grandmother because I guess they want to give the grandmother uh, a selling point. So now the grandmother's selling point is that it has that spring reverb for real, uh, which if you go back into synth history, like the EMS vc uh, 3 that had a spring reverb, uh, and I think um, an older modular modes have spring reverb module on, like the System 55 or the 33. Um, and so you had to go back to look through those time to get to see that. So grandmother in itself is worth that. Um, the spring reverb alone and its capability. You know, it's compact, it's a, it's a smaller one if you want to bring it to a gig. It is heavy, but you can bring it to a gig easier than a Matriarch. And so if you want to have a really good analog sound, you can really have a lot. And up until the Matriarch, it was like, um like you know, a, a valid replacement for the mo- Mini Model D. But this uh, Matriarch is even like better than a Model D. It's like more like a Voyager, but even better than the Voyager, because it's it has more paraph- paraphony, uh, which means it's four-note paraphonic. But most paraphonic synths are only like two-note or three-note at the most. Um, so four-note is pretty impressive, and you can do a lot as a musician with the four notes. The um, so full polyphonic keyboard again, like you look at a System A, you look at a um, uh, the UDO um, Super Six, which is the FGPA technology. And again, I've talked about whether or not uh, the Roland um, um, uh, uh, technology that's in the system eight, which is uh, the the analog behavioral modeling, is FGPA and analog behavioral modeling the same thing? This Roland just came up with a technology a little bit ahead of it um, that allows the system one and the system eight to just plug out technology, is plug out the same thing as FGPA i'm not sure i i'm thinking that it's not because they're they rolling white off they say fcpa they don't they say analog behavioral modeling which seems to do the same thing if you read about what it does it it, it mirrors the analog circuit circuit so it seems like it's the same concept as fcpa but it seems to be implemented typically japanese technologies like you know where sony would implement things totally different than to anybody else uh so it ends up not being standard with FGPA technology that you see in uh, a lot of new synths, like the UDO Super Six, like um, the um, the Quantum, the Waldorf Quantum, and then the Waldorf Super. The real super synth is coming from Waldorf. This module, that, um, this modular type of uh, box type of synth doesn't have a keyboard, but it's a very impressive machine. We haven't seen it yet supposed to have like, I don't know, like crazy polyphony, like crazy amount of voices. Like, going you know, like over 128, maybe 256. It's supposed to be amazing amount of oscillators that can trigger and amount of voices they can trigger at the same time. Um, so the FGTA technology seems to be, you know, the 21st century answer to the problems digital technology brought. Like when we got the digital sense, we had all this like, aliasing thing and stepping. And, and stuff we didn't like, and then people wanted to go back to analog. And so we've had this kind of a resurgence of analog uh, since people wanted to get back into analog because of what it can do. And what it can do is it just gives you a fat, natural sound, kind of like a guitar, Or like an organ. Um, uh, so it gives you that like, that weight and that ambience that you that you want. But I think what happened in the day is like, the analog sense is so heavy in the mix. Um, some, like, engineers thought they were too heavy. And when, since, like, the DX7 and the Roller D50 came out, people uh, were able to um, be a little bit more uh, delicate in their arrangements and have these, like, you know, bell sounds and ambient sounds and piano and string sounds and kind of soundtrack type of sounds I would describe. that don't overwhelm the mix. But I would argue that some of these things that overwhelm the mix are actually pretty cool. The fact that you can have these massive bass sounds and massive leaves that the digitals couldn't do. Now, now with the the digital can re- rep- replicate that analog. but but also give you the bells of, of, you know, like West Coast synthesis and the kind of strangeness of that. So the ability to, to merge West Coast synthesis, you know, sample-based synthesis, you know, FM synthesis, you know, um... Into, I think, uh, synthesis. I think the ability to, to kind of do them all at the same time is like a new trend, And the FCPA seems to be able to do that. But then you still have things like the the, the Moog 1 and the Moog Matriarch that, like, live in this pure analog world that product. Moog 1's zero effect, but having that pure analog signal path like a Prophet 6, um, that is so, as a keyboardist, as a synthesis, that, that is still very desirable plus the Eurorack solutions, so And Euroracks is making me out, or allow you to just build your own custom system. And I do have a, a curious six you where I built, you know, customized to a certain degree. I've taken a, a Moog Mother 32, and a D-FAM. Then I have a Pittsburgh modular 2x4 mixer. And I have the Make Noise utility module, which is one of the most popular Eurorack modules. So that's the kind of control everything in your, your in your, your rack. plus they're, you know, they're having the mixer it gives me even more control and then i have a make noise kind of like uh modulation capability it has a lot of these in a patch it's like a strip display. you take a lot of tv signals and then route them on any way you want so on top of the um the, the pittsburgh system i can actually route a signal into this like uh make noise module on me just like Move, move things around, which is um pretty cool, and you know that, that's always that's always good you know to be able to take signals and uh control the d c a and then or control where things are going to go, kind of reroute them as what you want in the Euro it's the ability to kind of split things around and um that's what's cool about the make noise Morphogene. it allows you to take in a lot of signals and then reroute them and change them and add uh, exponential and logarithmic processing to signal and delays, all kinds of interesting things that you can do. And it can act like an LFO, it can act like an oscillator, it can take, uh, act like a delay, it can do a lot of really cool things. Uh can do a lot of poor mental type of effects and time shifting things. And then I also have the morphogenes, which is uh, an amazing uh, Eurorack-based sam- sampler. We've used it to, to, to sample our own sounds, uh, take drum beats from our Arturia b and Pro, take drum beats from a uh, from, um, uh, teenager during OPZ, and then radically change them or loop them in different ways. It's just a really interesting sampler. It has over 3-minute times to and all kinds of time-shifting and looping. and uh, it's, it's, it's a visual, color-based system, like all the make noise stuff is based on color cues. You have to learn what the colors mean, and then you can uh, just know what you're doing based on the feedback of the colors on a device, which is it's kind of like boucle-like. Uh, I like I like that kind of thing. It's, it's like, it's the whole point of using uh, hardware set compared to using a dog. is the ability to kind of do this uh, play the filter as Sonic State would talk about. When you actually, it's a little bit more than play the filter when you have these um, hardware sensors, you can touch all the knobs and the sliders, and it allows you to uh, manipulate the sound in real time. And if you record it into like a task cam or a Zoom you know L20 or like we have a R24, then it allows you to, to record things in real time. And then get that kind of streamer consciousness, jam band feel of playing the filters live. And you get unique sounds that nobody else is going to have. Because you're not taking it from some soft sense. You're not taking it from a sample, that pack, that you bought from somebody. You actually create it yourself. And I'm I'm a proponent of uh, kind of creating your own tones and your own leads, your own loops. Not going out and getting them from splice or or which is what a lot of DJs do, and a lot of, other, a lot of electronic musicians today, some of them don't have Euro racks they don't have Hardware sense. They use a lot of soft scents, and they do sometimes, they create their own patches on these soft scents, but a lot of times they just take things that already exist, and then, you know, manipulate them in their DAW, and don't actually play they more They're more producers than musicians, and there's a difference. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who are producers versus musicians, Personally, I always um, kind of gravitate toward musicians, which that's where I'm coming from. But I can understand producers, you know, and in the modern world with an EDM and hip hop and trance, you know, hip hop, you know, rap, uh, producers are, have a place in our industry and they're, they're actually doing very well. But I want people to not forget the, the, the skill it takes to actually play a keyboard or to be a synthesis. I think it's it's a battle thing, and it shouldn't be lost, and we shouldn't uh, act like that, you know, shouldn't strive to learn how to play your board or learn how to, you know, come up with chords and actually play them instead of writing them into a dock. I think there's, there's a place for the other technology capabilities, but I think there's no substitute for, for being a musician, a pure musician. So. That's an opinion. Some people might say, oh, I don't like that, because the modern world says you don't have to be that. Uh, But I I just gravitate that way. So that's not my soapbox again. But we'll talk to you later. Uh, Remember, if you like us, uh, become a supporter of the podcast at $1 or $5 or $10. If you become a supporter, we'll give you some stuff. Uh, So check us out, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you.